Good afternoon, dear parents and communities of HES Academies. Today we are uh, again meeting with you uh, on a, a live broadcast for family engagement and we'll be presenting a topic uh, called Parenting in the Digital Age, Cyberbullying and Social Media Use by uh, Ms. Tanya Bazzi and uh, Ms. Dylan. Let me introduce them. Uh, Ms. Uh, Tanya Bazzi, she is the social uh, school social worker at uh, Universal uh, Learning Academy and Start National Academy. She's a fully licensed social worker for the state of Michigan with certification in school social work. And she's been working as a social worker for over 10 years. She has a background in foster care, adoption, mental health, medical, and school social work. Ms. Anna Dillon, she's also the uh, school social worker for Universal Learning Academy and she uh, deals with grades 7 through 12 and she's also the homeless liaison at Universal Learning Academy. Uh, welcome uh, Ms. Bezzi and Ms. Dillon to uh, the Family Engagement Broadcast. Uh, this presentation I've heard you do it before at uh, Universal Learning Academy and we wanted to share it as a very important presentation. We thought that all parents will benefit from it, so we wanted to share it at a, a wider a platform. Uh, this will be also available as a recording afterwards to uh, reference it if need be for anyone who uh, you feel that they um, need it. Those of you who are watching us, please do share it with other parents. It's a very hot topic today. Uh, that is changing on a daily basis, and we need to be aware and educated about it. Uh, without further ado, Ms. Bezia, Ms. Dillon, I'll be translating into uh, Arabic. Alrighty. Thank you so much for having us today um, and for the introduction. Um, again, we're going to go over the important topic of parenting in the digital age, cyberbullying, and social media use. We'll go over our agenda here. Um, so what we'll be kind of going over today is what a review of cyberbullying is, some of the social outlets that kids are using this, these days, a review of different types of cyberbullying, um, what families can do to help reduce cyberbullying, the negative impact of cyberbullying, and then what are some signs that you can look for to see if cyberbullying is taking place, and then when to reach out for support, what are some good resources, and then we'll get your questions at the end. الذي سوف نناقشه اليوم هو بعض المواضيع حول التنمر على الافتراضي على الانترنت وايضا مساحات التواصل الاجتماعي المنتشره بين الصغار انواعها وما الذي يترتب على كل واحده منها and ماذا تستطيع العوائل ان تفعل لتقلل من يعني فرصة حصول أي تنمر افتراضي والأثار للتنمر الافتراضي وعلاماته وأيضا سوف تقوم هذا هذه يعني هذا العرض سوف يقوم أيضا بمشاركة بعض المصادر التي يمكن أن يرجع إليها الأهالي للتزود بالمزيد من المعلومات. Um, so we're going to go over what is cyberbullying. Um, it's an important topic as we become more of a technology-based world. We see a lot more of social media use. Um, but cyberbullying is when someone attacks somebody intentionally um, by using cruel messages. They can do this on technology outlets, such as like video games or like social media, such as like Facebook or Instagram. 
التنمر يمكن ان يكون عن طريق يعني الافتراضي يمكن ان يكون عن طريق طرق التواصل الاجتماعي مثل الفيسبوك او الانستغرام وايضا يمكن ان يكون عن طريق الرسائل المباشره على الهاتف او الكمبيوتر So these are just some commonly used social outlets that students are using today. Um, there's a wide variety of them. There's Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp. A lot of kids are now also using video games websites and um, chat rooms and video games such as Discord. And then they're also using like text groups, um, video chats such as like Google Meets or other types of video streaming apps to also communicate and cyberbully. فطبعا وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي اليوم كثيره منها الانستغرام واليوتيوب والتيك توك والسناب شات والتويتر والفيسبوك والواتساب وايضا انواع من الالعاب التي يمكن ان يتحاور فيها الاطفال بعضهم مع بعض والمجموعات التي تشكل في هذه الوسائل التواصل الاجتماعي هذه المجموعات للتواصل التي تشكل عاده يعني الجروبات عاده ما يحصل عليها الكثير من التنمر الافتراضي Um, now we're just going to go over the different types of cyberbullying. There's different types that happen, um, and we'll just kind of go into detail what those are. So we're going to talk about some types of cyberbullying. So the first one is called flaming. So flaming is when someone makes a negative or disrespectful comment or post about someone over the internet, text, or social media. So for example, um, it would be like a rude comment like, nobody likes Jimmy, he's so stupid, he has he should just transfer schools. It's like a, a simple post online that's negative and you know rude towards somebody else. بعض انواع التنمر الافتراضي شيء يسموه الاشعال او يعني التهجم بحيث انه يضع مثلا شخص لاخر عن طريق الكومنتات او الملاحظات على السوشيال ميديا على وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي تعليق تهجمي او انتقادي للشخص مثلا فلان عبيط او غير ذكي وينبغي ان يترك المدرسه او نوع من التهجم من هذا النوع. The next one is harassment. So harassment is when someone repeatedly sends offensive, disrespectful or rude messages to an individual or group on social media or text and this happens over like multiple times. So for example, somebody might say a post that Amy's so dumb, she'll be stuck in eighth grade forever. And then they keep posting things about Amy, like, Amy, do you know how stupid you are? Amy, can you even read? And they just keep doing it over and over again. And then that would be considered harassment. المضايقة يعني نوع آخر من أنواع التنمر الإلكتروني هي المضايقة المتواصلة مثلاً طفل يتهجم على طفل آخر ويستمر في نقده و وضع الملاحظات السلبية باتجاهه مما يشكل ضغطا نفسيا على ذلك الطفل. The next one is called outing. So outing is when someone uses the text or internet or social media to share someone's secret or something embarrassing about him or her. So for example, if somebody were to post online about somebody's haircut and then kind of embarrass them by saying, oh, it's so ugly, they don't like their haircut, or maybe they share something that maybe the other person doesn't want the person to know. So it would be outing them by sharing something embarrassing over the internet or through text messages. Now, آخر من أنواع التنمر الإلكتروني هو الفضيحة أن يفتح واحد سر الآخر 
فمثلا تقول هل حد يعرف شعر جيمي مثلا لديها سر معين يفتح عن طريق الانترنت او معلومات عائليه تفتح عن طريق الانترنت هذا نوع ايضا اخر من التنمر على وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي بين الاطفال Uh, the next one is posing. So posing is when someone actually pretends to be somebody else or creates like a fake profile to attack someone or a group of people. Um, so like maybe somebody pretends to be Allie on Facebook and starts em posting embarrassing things, like maybe saying that she's playing with Barbies or doing things that are much younger for her age. Um, and then they post that online to embarrass her. نوع آخر من أنواع التنمر الإلكتروني هو التنحل التظاهر بأن الشخص هو شخص آخر. وثم تنزيل بعض البوستات أو الملاحظات التي تحرج الشخص الأصلي وتفضحه أو تجعله في موضع السخرية أو موضع الفضيحة. Um, exclusion. This is when an individual or group purposely leaves somebody out of a group chat or text and then makes disrespectful comments or posts about the individual who is being left out. So maybe they make a group chat and they say, we don't want to be friends with Ryan anymore. He dresses funny. We don't like him. And then they leave him out of that chat, but they're saying mean or rude things about him in the chat. Cyber stalking is when someone repeatedly sends hurtful or harmful messages to intimidate or make a person feel that their safety is at risk. So they try to say things online to make the other person feel, you know, vulnerable or at risk, such as like, Lisa, you better watch out. Lisa, you better be afraid of me. Lisa, I'm going to fight you. Um, and it's very important to tell our students if anything like this happens to them, they need to report it right away just because they need to get that support, especially if somebody is, you know, telling them something like they're going to fight them or watch out, it can be a threat. نوع آخر من أنواع التنمر الإلكتروني هو المطاردة. يبقى بعض مجموعة الأطفال مثلاً يلاحق أو شخص يلاحق هذا الطفل على وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي ويترك له ملاحظات مثلاً تحذيرية أو ترهيبية متواصلة. طبعا في اي نوع من انواع هذه الانواع من يعني التنمر يجب ابلاغها لل يعني يجب ان نعلم اطفالنا بان يبلغوا الكبار مباشره او حتى يبلغوا احد في المدرسه اذا حدثت مثلا في المدرسه او كان سببها اطفال او طلاب في المدرسه يجب ان يخبروا احدا في المدرسه ليتدخل ويجب ان يتعلموا كيف ان يخبروا الكبار عندما يتعرضوا لاي نوع من الاذيه من هذا الشكل Um, so now we're just going to kind of talk about setting rules and guidelines for gaming, social media, and use of electronics to make sure that students are using them safely and in the right way, and not for cyberbullying or anything else. So we're going to talk about how we set rules and guidelines for gaming, social media, and use of electronics to make sure that students are using them safely and in the right way. 
Um, so the family plays a big role um, in helping to prevent cyberbullying and to make sure that you know their children are using electronics safely. So it's very important to monitor child's electronics and kind of check in frequently to see what social media outlets your child is using, get a good idea of you know which ones they're using and making sure there's no age restrictions. Um, you want to make sure to set time limits. Um, you know, we don't want to always be on the computer or video games. We need to do other things um, like, you know, getting outside, physical activity, things like that. Um, and according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, they do discourage media use for children younger than two years old. Um, and they also recommend limiting older children's screen time to no more than to one to two hours a day. So that includes things like watching TV, computers, gaming, smartphones. We want to try to reduce that in the amount of time children are using that because there's other things that they can be doing, such as spending time with family, homework, um, and doing other fun things that do not involve a screen. For teens, they also say to limit social media use to 30 to 60 minutes per day just to have better mental health. We also want to be aware of age restrictions of certain games and social media sites. A lot of them have, you know, certain ages that they use. Most of them are 13 or older. Um, and sometimes kids will try to bypass these requirements by using a fake birth date. So that's why it's so important to talk to your children about, you know, the age restrictions and why they have them. And it's also you want to monitor the, you know, the sites that they're using, because even though they might say 13 or older, there are sometimes content on there that is more geared towards adults, like on TikTok or YouTube, they may find videos that are more geared towards adults. So you might wanna have those conversations with them to make sure that they're not watching those. Um, you also wanna kinda explain to your children what to do if they experience cyberbullying. So we wanna make sure that they tell a trusted adult, they're blocking them, they're reporting things. Um, you also wanna explain the negative impact of cyberbullying. It is very hurtful to attack somebody online. It really, you never know what somebody's going through. And just to kind of say those hurtful things can really bring somebody down. Um, explain to your child that once you put something on the internet, it's permanent. So you, you know, kids can take screenshots. Um, there is app and website data. So once you post something online, you really can't take it back. And then also just, you know, appropriate discipline for when things do happen, reflect on the problem with your child, try to come up with positive solutions together take away incentives or devices to kind of help, you know, if there is something that is going on, or if you need additional support, you could always, you know, reach out to your school or other people in your family to support with that process. إذن هناك دور تلعبه العائلة في تحديد طريقة استخدام الوسائل التواصل الاجتماعي والإلكترونيات للأطفال. الأكاديمية الأمريكية لأطباء الأطفال تنصح الأطفال أن لا يستخدموا الإلكترونيات أكثر من ساعة إلى ساعتين خلال اليوم وهذا يتضمن مشاهدة التلفاز واللعب على الكمبيوتر والهاتف وإلى ما آخره يعني كل كل أدوات الإلكترونيات ينبغي أن لا يجلس الطفل أمام الشاشة أكثر من ساعتين في اليوم أما بالنسبة لمواقع التواصل الاجتماعي فهي ليست للأطفال ولكن حتى للمراهقين تنصح أكاديمية الأطباء للأطفال يعني نصيحة علمية مبنية على دراسات علمية أن لا يقضي المراهق أكثر من نصف ساعة إلى الساعة كحد أقصى للصحة العقلية للمراهق على وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي 
أيضا يجب أن يراعى السن الذي يحدد في هذه المواقع الكثير من الأطفال يستخدمون تاريخ ميلاد كاذب لكي يدخلوا على هذه المواقع ويسجلوا فيها وهي لا تسمح هذه المواقع لا تسمح مثلا مثلا الفيسبوك والتيك توك لا يسمح لطفل أقل من 13 سنة في التسجيل الواتساب لا يسمح لطفل أقل من 16 سنة أن يسجل فيه وأيضا يجب أن نشرح للأطفال أن هذه الـ 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 يعني أن التنمر الإلكتروني كيف كيف يتعرفوا كيف يعرفوا إذا حدث لهم تنمر إلكتروني وآثاره يجب عليهم أن يستعينوا بالكبار لمساعدتهم في حل هذه المشاكل أيضا يجب أن يعلم يعرف الأطفال أن كل ما يفعلونه على الإنترنت هو ويضعونه هناك هو شيء سوف يدوم للأبد لا يستطيعون أن يأخذوه أو يصححوه بعد ذلك فعليهم أن يتقوا الحذر في وضع أي شيء على الإنترنت. Okay, next we're going to talk about monitoring and being proactive with the children. So if you are giving them the privilege to have a phone, tablet, computer, any access to that, you have to have, like lay down boundaries and rules for them. So talking with them and letting them know that they should be only talking to people that they know on social media in real life. Um, privacy settings, you have to know what app has what in regards to setting the privacy. Don't share or give out any passwords to anybody but your parents. Know how to block, delete, and report anyone who is upsetting them online. Encourage open communication. That's very important with your children. If you are, again, giving them this type of privilege, they have to be willing to talk to you about what they're doing, who they're talking to, and what's going on. If you can, you should be able to link your account to your child. If you can't link an account, we suggest that you get your own account so you're able to see your child's social media account um, from a different perspective. And also know the different terms and acronyms. Um, when kids are talking to other kids, they come up with different languages apparently, and they have shorthand things like KPC, Keep Parents Clueless, PIR, Parent in Room, POS, Parent Older Shoulder. So it's important for you to be educated on these type of acronyms so that you know what's going on and you can monitor your child. من مراقبة استخدام الانترنت للأطفال يجب أن يفهم الأطفال أنه لا ينبغي أن يتكلموا مع أي أحد على وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي إلا الأشخاص الذين يعرفونهم في الحقيقة والذين يسمح لهم أهلهم التعامل والتواصل معهم. هناك يعني تنظيم وتطبيق للخصوصية في كل من الأكونتات لوسائل التواصل الاجتماعي يجب أن تعرفوها ويجب أن يعني يوضع الخصائص التي تجعل استخدام تلك الوسيلة بشكل خاص وبشكل آمن يجب أن يعرف الأطفال أنه لا ينبغي أن يعطوا كلمة سرهم لأي أحد إلا لوالديهم لولي الأمر وأن يعرفوا كيف يقلقوا ويمنعوا يعني يعملوا بلاك لأي شخص يحاول أن يتواصل معهم 
وكيف أن يلغوا أو يعني يقدموا تقريرا بأي شخص يحاول أن يتواصل معهم بشكل غير طبيعي وشجعوهم أن يتعاملوا معكم بشكل منفتح لا يعني أن لا يكون هناك حاجز من الخوف مثلا يمنع الطفل من أن يرجع إلى أهله ليحاول أن يحصل على النصيحة منهم وهناك أيضا يعني كودات هناك رموز يستخدمها الأطفال يجب عليكم أن تعرفوها في عملية التواصل عن طريق المسجات هذه الرموز يعني أي رمز لا تفهمه يجب أن تحاول أن تعثر على ما معناه حتى تكون على إحاطة وعلى علم كيف يتواصل هذا الطفل طفلك مع الآخرين So next, with having and giving them the privilege, it's also a responsibility, and we feel that it's very important for you to share different safety tips with your kids. So I know Ms. Dillon touched on this a little bit, but it's just so important that we felt that we needed to reiterate a couple of the topics. So definitely do not give out any personal information, your home address, your school name, where you're at, things like that. Um, never send pictures to strangers. This is a very important thing, especially if, you know, the pictures get posted and you want to pull it down. Oh, I didn't mean to put it back up. It can easily be screenshotted by somebody. Whatever you're putting on the Internet, it's important to let the kids know that it's out there forever. An example that we've come across in our schools is girls who wear scarves will post a picture or share a picture with their friend on text or messengers with their scarf off. They get in a fight with their friend and then they're posting it online. So letting them know that it's important, whatever you're putting out there, it's easily able to share with everybody. Um, a couple things to know about is geo-tracking and metadata. Those are different things that perpetrators online can use to use GPS tracking and figure out exactly where you are. So that's something that a lot of people don't know about, and it's something that you should share with your children, that this is possible, and to keep your information, your personal information, um, not online as much as possible. And definitely tell your kids not to download any type of apps or anything without your permission. This way you can see what they're downloading, and you can be proactive and be sure to follow them and know the privacy settings and what actually the app is allowing them to do and who to talk to. بعض النصائح لاستخدام وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي للاطفال بشكل امن هي ان يعني في قواعد مثلا عدم ارسال صورهم لاي احد من غير اذن الاهل خاصه للغرباء وعدم وضع صورة على وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي يعني قبل أن يدركوا أن هذه الصورة سوف تكون في الهواء الطلق وسوف تكون موجودة على الإنترنت للأبد لا يستطيعوا أن يتحكموا بذلك البنات مثلا التي يلبسن الحجاب يجب أن يدركوا ذلك جيدا أنه لا يوجد طريقة آمنة لنشر أي صورة على الإنترنت أو وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي لأن هناك سكرين شوت هناك 
أخذ صورة للشاشة نفسها لا تستطيع أن تمنع أحدا من أن ينقل ما تضعه على الإنترنت مجرد أنك وضعته هناك كما أن هناك معلومات مخزنة في ملف المخفي في داخل الصورة في بعض الأحيان يحتوي على موقع الذي أخذت فيه الصورة ولذلك يجب أن نحذر من هذه الأمور التي قد تعرض الإنسان للخطر So next I'm going to highlight the very popular apps that kids are using nowadays and how cyberbullying can be used. So the one of the number one popular ones that they're using right now is Snapchat. And with Snapchat, there's group messaging, there's sending pictures, and there's screenshots. Next is TikTok. TikTok allows any user to contact anyone in the world, which can be very hazardous for your children because that leaves them open for predators and it can be a very big safety concern. Um, next is Facebook. There's private messaging involving derogatory comments and threats, um, public comments within the profile, pages and posts, sharing sensitive or unflattering images or videos of somebody who's being cyber bullied, um, more threats and videos from victims, pages or group setups for purposes to torment a victim. So there's many different ways that cyberbullying can happen on Facebook. And it's important to make sure that you're monitoring that from afar. I know that it's important to teach your kids how to use the internet and what they have access to, but you have to also educate them so they know what they're putting out there. يعني مثلا هذه الثلاث مواقع للتواصل الاجتماعي السناب شات والتيك توك والفيسبوك طبعا تيك توك اكثر استخداما بين الاطفال وايضا السناب شات هناك طرق كثيره للتنمر الافتراضي على هذه الوسائل يجب ان تعلموا مثلا على وسيله تيك توك اي شخص في العالم يستطيع ان يتواصل مع اي شخص اخر لا يوجد طريقه انك تمنع ذلك قد تكون هذه الوسيله هي الاكثر خطرا إذا لا تستطيع أن تتحكم باستخدام طفلك لهذه المواقع فالمفترض أن لا يكون لديهم هذه المواقع التي هي في الأساس لم توجد لتفيدهم ولم توجد لسنهم أو لم تأخذ بعين الاعتبار صحتهم العقلية ولا النفسية. فيسبوك مثلا فيسبوك مثلا الرسائل الخاصة الملاحظات التي توضع بشكل عام اخذ صور للشاشه من للصور والفيديوهات التي تحدث في بعض الاحيان تنشا صفحات او جروبات بمواقع كاذبه باكونتات كاذبه باكونتات غير صحيحه يعني فيك اكونتس يعني اكونتات مختلقه لفقط غرضها ايذاء شخص ما او مطاردته او التنمر عليه And the next one that is very important and um, is has its own language is Instagram. There's many different ways that cyberbullying can happen with Instagram, and these are just a few that we highlighted. So there's blackmail pictures where you're posting humiliating pictures of somebody that you're trying to bully. There's comment bullying where you're posting hurtful, harmful things on another person that you're trying to bully's post. 
there's insult tagging. So that's an example would be somebody post a picture of a hippo and then tags you in it. There's hashtag bullying, which is a whole nother thing where you can put things like hashtag needs Weight Watchers or hashtag save the whales. Um, there's rating looks from bullying from an old social media picture and then somebody posting it and saying that other people need to rate it. Um, they can make a fake account, which allows some people to post multiple bullying comments. And then there's posting screenshots without somebody's permission. So like I said, if somebody were to send you a picture and you wear a scarf, they can post it without your permission. على الانستغرام مثلا هناك طرق كثيره مثلا للتنمر منها ان مثلا توضع صوره مذله للضحيه او ان توضع ملاحظات فيها نوع من الاستهزاء او السخريه او تاجين عن طريق التاجين تستخدم لايضا مثلا وضع صوره حيوان وثم وضع إشارة ذلك الشخص أو اسم ذلك الشخص عليه أيضا استخدام الهاشتاج لإشارة إلى السخرية فهناك الكثير من تلك هذه الطرق للإيذاء وخاصة عن طريق الأكونتات المختلقة كما تعلمون في مثلا في أحد الإحصاءات تقول أن تقريبا ثلثي الأكاونتات الموجودة هي أكاونتات مختلقة وليست صحيحة الكثير منها من أجل يعني أسباب تجارية ومنها للهاكينج ومنها لاختراق الكمبيوترات ومنها لفقط عملية الأدية أو السخرية أو أن يقع يقف الشخص المتهجم خلف ذلك الستار ليفعل ما يريد ويقول ما يريد من غير أي محاسبة So this is a graph um, data was collected by the broadband research in regards to cyberbullying in 2022 and it just shows where people are being cyberbullied so like I said with Instagram they have like their own language so 42% of kids reported being, sorry, 42% uh, reported being bullied on Instagram, then 37% with Facebook, Snapchat, WhatsApp, um, YouTube, and then Twitter. هذه المواقع التي يعني قيل أنها يستخدم يعني تقع يقع التنمر الافتراضي فيها. 42% من التنمر الافتراضي يحدث على موقع الانستغرام 37% من الفيسبوك 31% على سناب شات 12% على الواتساب 10% على اليوتيوب و9% على تويتر So now we're, I'm going to talk about the impact of sorry I'm going to talk about the impact of cyberbullying. So bullying and or a conflict, what happens outside of school, it can potentially be carried over into the school setting, which can lead to in-person bullying. Um, and then with the bullying, it can have an adverse effect on their confidence and their self-esteem. 
um, lower school attendance and performance. They're not going to want to come to school if they're being bullied on the internet and then they have to face their bully in school. Um, feeling isolated and fearful, poor concentration, um, depression, and in extreme cases, cyberbullying can lead to suicide. ما الذي يمكن أن ينتج عن التنمر الإلكتروني؟ ممكن التنمر الإلكتروني يحدث خارج المدرسة ولكن ينتقل إلى المدرسة فيسبب يعني الإنسان داخل المدرسة إلى عدم تركيزه في الدرس أو عدم ارتياحه في وجوده في المدرسة كما هناك طبعا آثار على الثقة بالنفس وعلى الراحة النفسية ممكن أن تؤثر على حضور المدرسة ممكن تؤثر على العلامات ممكن أن تزيد من الضغط النفسي ممكن تزيد من القلق قد تكثر من الإحساس بالانقطاع أو الوحدة أو الخوف ضياع تشتت التركيز أيضا ممكن أن تصل إلى حالة الاكتئاب وفي الحالات القصوى ممكن للتنمر أن يسبب لضحيته حالة الانتحار So next, this is a graph done by the same people, the broadband surge in 2022. And this shows issues that kids feel are a result of the cyberbullying. So 41% um, felt that they developed social anxiety, they developed depression, suicidal thoughts, um, they deleted all social media profiles, they engaged in self-harm, stopped using social media altogether, started skipping class, developed an eating disorder and began abusing alcohol or drugs. هذه إحصائية سألت يعني عن سبب بعض التصرفات وما علاقته بالتنمر الإلكتروني التنمر الذي يحدث على على وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي وإلكترونيا. فمثلا واحدة وأربعين بالمئة من الذين أصيبوا بحالة القلق القلق الاجتماعي قالوا بأن ذلك كان سببه التنمر على وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي 37% من الذين عانوا من الاكتئاب 26% من الذين كانت لديهم أفكار يعني حول الانتحار 26% من الذين محوا وأغلقوا وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي لديهم كانت بسبب التنمر 25% من الذين أذوا أنفسهم كان بسبب أو هم قالوا أنها كانت بسبب التنمر الإلكتروني 24% توقفوا عن استخدام وسائل التواصل الاجتماعي بسبب التنمر 20% لم يذهبوا إلى الصف الدراسي بسبب التنمر 14% أصبح لديهم حالات من الأكل غير المنتظم وتسعة أصبحوا يستخدموا نوعاً من الألكحول أو المخدرات بسبب التنمر الإلكتروني. So next, when kids are being cyberbullied, they might not come out and tell you right away. There's something going on, and there's signs that you need to look for. So you need to see if they're frequently complaining about not feeling well and avoiding school. That's the number one thing. If there's a reason that they don't want to go to school, there's something going on. Um, changes in eating habits, they don't want to eat, they just want to stay in their room, they don't want to 
be a part of the family. They're trying to avoid and isolate themselves. Um, changes in sleep pattern, difficulty sleeping, decline in grades, loss of interest in schoolwork, or not wanting to go to school. Again, if they're avoiding school, there's something going on. Um, a sudden loss of friends or avoidance of social situations and self-destructive behavior. So if you are noticing that their friends aren't the same, something is going on, and it's important to have that open communication with your kids. فماذا عن ماذا تبحث عندما تريد ان ترى اذا كان هناك اي علامات قد تدلك الى وجود حاله التنمر عند الاطفال اولا اذا كان الطفل دائما يشتكي من عدم يعني شعوره انه مرتاح او انه يعني يتذمر لذهابه الى المدرسه او يشتكي مثلا يقول انا لا اشعر جيدا لا أستطيع أن أذهب إلى المدرسة اليوم إذا كثرت هذه الحالة فهذه علامة عن البحث عما وراء هذا الإحساس إذا تغيرت أيضا عادات الطعام فجأة إذا تغيرت النوم مثلا أصيب الطفل بحالة من القلق من عدم قدرته للنوم أو استيقاظه في الليل إذا تغيرت الأداء في المدرسة بشكل مفاجئ نزلت علاماته أو بطل يقدم الواجبات التي عليه أو ليس لديه حب للمدرسة أو حب أن يعني أن يقوم بالذهاب إلى الصف فجأة لا يريد أن يذهب إلى المدرسة أو أنه فجأة قطع عن أصدقائه تغيرت أحواله الاجتماعية فجأة لا يريد أن يكون متواجد في أماكن فيها أصدقائه أو أو ناس آخرين أو آخر يعني علامات ممكن أن تكون أيضا اتجاه نحو نوع من أذية النفس أو عدم الاكتراث للأضرار التي تصيب الشخص كلها هذه علامات ويعني علامات إنذار لأن ننظر ونرى ما الذي وراء هذه الأمور So you've noticed these things about your kids and now you need to know what to do next. So when a child is being bullied or cyber bullied, sometimes they can feel like there's no support out there and they don't know what to do. And you've noticed the thing, so you have the open communication with them. And for our, our school, we have a great team and all across HES schools. So what you wanna do is you wanna reach out to the school counselor, um, reach out to the school social worker, a trusted teacher, um, an SRO if your um, school has that, or even the doctor or pediatrician. If you have a great relationship with them, they can help you with the next steps of how to deal with the bullying. لمن تذهب ل يعني تحصل على مساعدة في التعامل مع حالات التنمر. أولاً طبعاً المدرسة دائماً هي المكان الأقرب للأهالي وأولياء الأمور لتحصيل ما يحتاجونه من مساندة ومساعدة ولوجود الأخصائيين فيها المقربين لطفلك والذين يعيشون مع طفلك بشكل يومي في المدرسة من المشرف الاجتماعي إلى الكونسلر في المدرسة إلى المدرس نفسه أو المدرسة الذين تثق بهم إلى الإداريين الآخرين في المدرسة سواء كان المدير أم الناظر أم مساعد المدير 
ثم ايضا تستطيع دائما ان تخبر او تحت يعني تحاول ان تاخذ النصيحه من الطبيب او طبيب الاطفال المختص بطفلكم. Um, and then these are just additional resources that we've listed for everybody in case they do need some outside help and they've noticed that kids are, their kids are being cyberbullied. These are just additional things that we listed for them if needed. هذه بعض المواقع التي تقوم بمساعدة الأهالي في موضوع التنمر الإلكتروني فيمكن أيضاً سوف أضع بعضها في خانة الملاحظات. All right. Halan al bab maftuh lil asila. There is a question from a parent uh, or a student Zahra. What should a parent do if they find out TikTok and Instagram is downloading without their parents' permission? Uh, I guess their kids downloading TikTok and Instagram without their parents' uh, permission. So if you find out that your child is downloading those things, you have to have that open communication with them. If you don't want them to have it, you can delete it right off of their smartphone or whatever it is that it's downloaded on and let them know that, you know, every app when you download it has an age restriction on it. So if the age restriction is 13 and your child who's 10 is downloading it, explain that to them that, you know, you have to be a certain age to have these apps. And I don't feel right now that you can bear the responsibility of having it. And then you could also do like frequent check-ins with them just to kind of see what they're using on their phone um, to make sure that those apps haven't been re-downloaded onto their smart device. Yeah, definitely set the boundaries. What if maybe I understood also uh, something else from the question, Ms. Bezzi, is, is what if they don't want to allow their kids to download uh, TikTok or Instagram, but they still are downloading them. Is there a way to prevent them from downloading these? I think it just comes down to that open communication and that checking in with them. I don't know if there's a way to do like the, you know, um, settings where you could do that, but I think that open communication and just checking in with them to see what they're using and why you don't want them to use these type of sites is really helpful. And I think it's important if you're giving them a smartphone or an Apple or an iPad or anything, you're giving them a responsibility. That's something that you are giving them a privilege and you need to set the boundaries with them. If you don't want them on their phone at night downloading things that you don't, then you should take the phone with you into your bedroom and give it to them in the morning when they do need it. So I think you just have to set the boundaries with your kids and let them know I'm doing this because. Right, yeah, thank you. And uh, for example, like I myself have uh, um, Apple family, so anything they want to download, it has to be approved by the parent. It, it comes mm -hmm. automatically for me for approval uh, before I can, you know, click and approve it before they can download it. I also see their screen time and usage, and you can uh, limit the screen time for every app or for, you know, have downtime time, etc. And it really works really, really fine uh, with me. And I use it also as an, as an award and uh, punishment. If you need help actually in setting that, uh, you can actually come to school. We'll help you actually uh, find out how you use, uh, you do that on your device. There's all, there are also resources online about that. But uh, in the, 
I, I was arranging for a table just to help parents do that in the next family engagement breakfast. Maybe we'll have that consistently, have someone with a table just to help parents understand how they can do the settings uh, on their phones uh, to control these settings. That's, of course, in addition to uh, what Ms. Bezzi and Ms. Dillon said, that it's really about open communications. We don't want to keep doing this uh, mouse and uh, cat uh, game. Uh, we do set the boundaries and the rules, and we do watch and screen. But it's very important, too, to have that trust and open communication with the children so they understand the reasoning behind uh, these actions. And the kids need to earn the trust, too. If you're giving them something, giving them a privilege or responsibility, I think it's important for them to earn that and show that they can be responsible with the device. Yes, we'll probably, uh, we'll probably have something uh, written also, instructions on that in Arabic and English, and we'll have a table uh, to help with that. I know I have it on the schedule of the family engagement breakfast. And that takes place in NHS Academy, by the way, so uh, just check the schedule of your school or the social media of your school. I guess with that, we come to the end of the questions, the end of our session today. Uh, thank you, Ms. Bezzi. Thank you, Ms. Dillon, yeah. for this presentation. Again, yeah. uh, thank you, parents, for who followed this presentation. Please do share it with others uh, who you feel will uh, benefit from it. And we'll see you in the next Family Engagement uh, Broadcast. Thank you. HES Academies have been serving the Detroit metro area for over 23 years, promoting academic excellence, leadership, and cultural diversity, ranking as some of the top schools in the state of Michigan. Our pre-K through 12th grade students enjoy tuition-free, state-accredited education by STEM-certified and highly qualified staff with no geographical restrictions, and with advanced placement, college dual enrollment, scholarship, and Arabic language programs. Nor International Academy in Sterling Heights at niapsa.org. Star International Academy in Dearborn Heights and in Canton at starpsa.org. Universal Academy in Detroit at universalpsa.org. And Universal Learning Academy in Westland at ulapsa.org. Join HES Academies today and enjoy a free Chromebook for every enrolled student.